This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that every time a person commits a sin, that there is a dot that is placed on the heart. فَإِن نَزَعَ وَاسْتَغْفَرَ وَتَاب And if that person abandons that sin and seeks forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and repents back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not only is that spot removed, سُقِلَ قَلْبُ But the heart becomes polished in that very same spot because that sin not only is not going to be counted against you because the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that the Prophet said that the one who repents is like the one who never committed a sin. But on top of that, it will become a means of bringing you back to Allah because in the process of repentance, you developed a newfound clarity. And so there's a connection as well between the good deed that is placed instead of the sin on your record and clarity, the newfound closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that comes through tawbatan nasuha, comes through a sincere repentance. Now, if you don't treat it, Allah azza wa jal says, kalla bal rana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun, that the reason why people cannot capture the beauty of revelation in their hearts, cannot find that guidance, cannot feel what they should feel when they hear it being recited upon them, turned away their prophets and messengers in such ways is because the stains developed on the hearts and ultimately the heart became so stained that it blocked out the light from coming in. And so the light could not come into that heart anymore. Now, that is for the person whose heart is locked and a person whose heart cannot take any of that guidance. What I wanted to speak about was the layers that we find in the Qur'an and the Sunnah of the Prophet There is that layer of a heart that becomes so tarnished, so stained, that becomes so enveloped in its layers of darkness that it can no longer receive the light. Earlier this week I talked about the very famous companion Suhaib al-Rumi and he was the Halif, the the representative of the famous man Abdullah ibn Jud'an. Abdullah ibn Jud'an was a wealthy man who had many good qualities and Aisha radiallahu anha asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, would all of the good that he had done, would it benefit him? And he said, he never said, لَمْ يَقُلْ يَوْمًا خَطِيئَتِي He never asked Allah for forgiveness for his sins on the day of resurrection. And so the istighfar of turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to start to remove that and no distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be made up with sincere tawbah. And then the next step that you take towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you seek forgiveness from Allah and the mercy opens up to you. And then subhanAllah, there's this beautiful hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the scholars feel a great apprehension around in trying to explain it. And that is when the Prophet said, إِنَّهُ لَيُغَانُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِي That verily sometimes I feel like there is fog upon my heart. Now, there is an adab with the Prophet a mannerism with the Messenger He was not one who would, who would uh, partake in prohibitions. So it's not sins that he was talking about. And we know that there is an istighfar, there is a seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is of feeling deficient, that we can never pay Allah back for what He has given to us, that our acts of worship, no matter how perfect they are, 
would not be equivalent to the perfect blessings that he has bestowed upon us, the greatest of those blessings being rightful guidance. And so we say after prayer, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said that I feel a fog, ala qalbi, a fog that overtakes my heart. And I seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at least a hundred times a day. What is the deficiency that the Prophet ﷺ was talking about? And when you dive into the meanings of these words, you find something so beautiful. And there are many clouds in the sky and we are outside and Allah knows how long we'll be doing Jum'ah outside. So I want you to appreciate the beauty of the language for a moment and what the Prophet ﷺ is expressing to us. Rain or Ran, Ran is when the heart becomes completely covered. Complete darkness that blocks out the light. Ram with a meme at the end or Ghaim with a meme at the end instead of a noon at the end refers to a heavy cloud, a heavy fog. A heavy fog. And that's why when it gives rain, it is ghayf, a heavy rain that comes from it. So it refers to a heavy cloud, a dark cloud. Ghan refers to a very light fog, a very light cloud. And Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, he explained this so beautifully. He said, Rana ala qulubihim, rain, refers to the hearts of the kafirin, right? Those that completely rejected rightful guidance. Ghaim, with a meme at the end, refers to the hearts of al-abrar, the righteous. Because the pious are not those that don't sin. They're the ones that turn back to Allah when they sin. So there are people that feel, when they commit a sin, a sense of guilt. It hurts their hearts. And they turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quickly. Right? And so they're still righteous people because, again, the goal is not to sin. The goal is not that you won't sin. The goal is that you will keep turning back to Allah and trying your best not to sin. And every time you do sin, you turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so those are the hearts of al-abrar, the hearts of the pious. And taqwa is turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abandoning that which puts a distance between you and Him. And then he said al-ghayn with a noon at the end, which is what the Prophet ﷺ described. These are the hearts of al-muqarrabin. These are the hearts of those that are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So think of the right, the left, and those that are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly under his shade. May Allah make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Those are the hearts of the closest people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who are they? And what was the Prophet ﷺ talking about? The Prophet ﷺ was talking about that even in the capacity, even throughout the day, when a person engages in things that are permissible, not things that are sinful, that a person could feel a distance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the engaging of al-mubah, in, going of, in the permissible things, in the engaging of permissible things, in the going about your day, in the wasting of time, or in the using your time in permissible ways that puts a distance between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the Prophet ﷺ is talking about that. That that creates a fog of sorts. Not one that stains, not one that causes to sin, not one that blocks out the light, but istighfar, turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, creates such a level of not just closeness, but clarity. Clarity in one's life. And so in one day, the Prophet ﷺ would say istighfar at least a hundred times. Not for sinning. Not for sinning. But to create that connection and that clarity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, we would sit with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, in one gathering, not a day, in one gathering, he would say, Rabbi khfirli wa tub alayya innaka anta tawabur rahim. Oh my Lord, forgive me and accept my repentance. You are the acceptor of repentance and the especially merciful. He would say that 70 times in one gathering. And so when the Prophet said, I seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a hundred times, that's the minimum. He would seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a day. Then how much more should we have istighfar as a part of our routine? How much more should we have istighfar as our morning remembrance and our evening remembrance, as our sitting in gatherings, as our sitting in front of our computers, as we're going about our day, that we continue to say, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to cause us anxiety, but because Allah azza wa jal gives us clarity on top of forgiveness through that, and even the lightest fog is cleared, where the brightest of that rightful guidance can come to our hearts at all time. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts, to remove from our hearts anything that distances them from their Lord, to remove from our hearts anything that places a barrier between them and that and righteous guidance. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us connected to Him at all times. Dear brothers and sisters, a very simple thing. Make sure that istighfar is part of your habit morning and evening, in your gatherings, in your day-to-day. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Let it peel away the fog so that a person could always find that closeness and that clarity to Allah. May Allah grant it to us all. Allahumma ameen. Aqulu quli hadha. Wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa risa'il muslimin. Fastaghfiru innahu huwal ghafur rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Salatu wassalamu ala rasulihi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Allahumma ghafir al-mu'minina wal-mu'minat. والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا واعف عنا ولا تعذبنا ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم اغفر لوالدينا رب ارحمهما كما ربونا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخواننا من بينهم سالمين عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على نعماء يزد لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة